A horrific hate crime was committed today after 28-year-old transgender Audrey Hale targeted a Christian elementary school, leaving three children and three adults dead. Now, it is being reported that this was pre-planned, that the shooter had a map of the school alongside a manifesto and their trans identity allegedly did come into play in the targeting of these Christian kids. Before we go further into the shooter, however, I do want to start the show off by reading out the names of the victims of this horrific crime. Prayers to the families of Evelyn Dykehouse, Evelyn Dykehouse, Haley Scruggs, William Kinney, all nine years old, of Cynthia Peake, Catherine Kuntz, and Mike Hill, all 60-year-old staffers. Just to give you guys a face to the name of one of the victims from today, this is an older photo of nine-year-old Haley Scruggs who is the daughter of a local pastor in Nashville. So prayers to the families that were affected today. Prayers to those who lost their beloved children and loved ones. Now, regarding the state of our nation, it's apparent that we are in a very dark place. And before the media or trans activists try to rewrite the narrative, let's be clear that the shooting that happened today was not a result of transphobia. It was a result of our media and politicians who are consistently attacking and degrading Christianity and gaslighting already mentally unstable people, many of which are on mind-altering drugs, into thinking they are being genocided. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Now, before we start the show, I am hearing many reports that YouTube is censoring and taking down a lot of the commentators that are reporting on this subject. And... I would venture to say that's because it has to do with the trans community, the LGBTQ community. You are not allowed to talk about that. So before we start the show off, my Rumble link is down below. My podcast link is down below. And so is my website. If you try to come to this channel tomorrow and the show is gone, it's not because I took it down. It's because YouTube did. So just in case all of those links are down below, please go and click them. Maybe even go watch on Rumble instead of here on YouTube, just in case. Now, let's get straight into this. Uh, this morning, I was reading the headlines that a school shooting was taking place in Nashville, and it immediately came out that the shooter was female. Well, not immediately. Actually, it was first reported via police scanners. People were listening in, and the police initially said, oh, it's a white male at the scene. Then, we were told it was a female teenager. Then reports came out and said it was a 28-year-old female. Now, female mass shooters are not very common. They are very rare. I believe there has only been five female mass shooters in history. So the first thing I thought when I saw this was, I bet you they're a part of the trans community. And it then came out later today that indeed this was the case. From the New York Post, Nashville school shooter Audrey Hale identified as transgender and had detailed manifesto to attack Christian Academy. So again, uh, six people were killed, three of which were nine-year-olds. Uh, another three were staffers of this academy. Um, one was a substitute teacher, one was the leader of the school, and then one was a custodian. And the interesting thing about this shooting as well is while it was taking place, while it was happening, after it was over, uh, because the shooter did 
uh, take their own life. We didn't get a name. We didn't get a name for a long time. And many people were speculating, why is that? Why haven't we gotten a name? Why have we gotten no information regarding this shooter? More and more people began speculating that it was because, I don't know who, right? Maybe the government, I don't know. Maybe local officials were trying to run damage control because they knew once the identity of the shooter got out, it was going to be a big controversial issue. Uh, Candace Owens, again, this was at 2 p.m. today. Uh, this shooting was being reported, I believe, uh, this morning, early this afternoon. And then, again, we had to wait hours before we got the name, Candace Owens initially asking, uh, or Matt Walsh asking, why haven't we been given the name of the shooter? Candace saying, because they are wiping the socials so they can make up things about the person. Now, DC Drano was the first person to report that Audrey Hale was the shooter. And he put this tweet out that said, unconfirmed reports identify the Nashville shooter as Audrey Hale, a biological female that identifies as he, him on their LinkedIn. Authorities believe the transgender shooter previously attended the Christian school. Instagram account created Aiden has been deleted. And then there was a lot of artwork from Hale's website that was just very dark, very demonic. Um, People claimed that DC Drano had photoshopped the he, him pronouns onto the LinkedIn. So, you know, he corroborated that story. This is an actual screenshot of that LinkedIn profile because I'm sure it is going to be taken down very soon or those pronouns are going to be removed. But it was confirmed by police on the scene that Hale was indeed the shooter. And of course, this led to a lot of outrage from a lot of people on the right wing, of course, towards the trans community. Not outrage towards the trans community, but a lot of calling out of the toxicity of this community, the dangers of this community, the reality of what this community is reporting. And thank goodness for Twitter, to be quite honest with you, because if you actually go and you look at who this shooter was, you just type in Nashville shooter, or you can even type in trans shooter into Google. And outside of Fox News and local news stations, every other mainstream media outlet is just reporting armed female shooter, Nashville shooter, Nashville shooting. Nobody is talking about the trans identity of this person. And of course, many of us have called out, you know, if it was a Christian, a white cis Christian shooter that was targeting trans kids and killed them in a mass shooting, the media would be all over this. But of course, because the roles were reversed, our media is trying to run cover. Now, I've thought long and hard about my own analysis on the situation because this was a very hard story to follow. The amount of school shootings that have been happening in our country has been horrific. I feel like there's a new school shooting every single month. And of course, our politicians immediately jumped in and tried to politicize this and call for more gun control. Immediately, the media tried to jump in and, uh, like I said, divert away from the identity of this shooter. A lot of people in the right wing, when it did come out that this person was trans, calling out all angles, 
of this person being trans, such as, you know, testosterone potentially being used because this is a transgender male, so a female that was trying to transition into male, uh, you know, if you inject testosterone, that can lead to increased aggression or even violence within a lot of these young women that are injecting themselves. So the right wing, of course, you know, calling a lot of this out, uh, as I was thinking about this entire subject, I honestly just felt bad for members of the trans community. And, and let me tell you why. Because I realized that our entire media and all of our politicians continue to foment this fake outrage and they have targeted our youth and they have targeted a huge portion of the population with this and they have lied to them and fed them such effective propaganda that they are now being driven to violence, that they are now being weaponized against American citizens and they are committing acts of domestic terrorism nationwide. They are clearly mentally unstable people. And instead of helping them, our entire media has fed them the lie that they are being genocided. Our politicians continue to call to validate and affirm their lifestyles when these people need help. Our media and politicians continue to sacrifice these people to the altar of big pharma and the medical industry that is profiting off of them instead of helping them, instead of telling them, that, like, hey, you know what? Uh, transgenderism actually is an unnatural thing, and it seems to be a fad right now that's just popular. That it's so disgusting to me to see how our media, our politicians, and our society have created this type of situation. I mean, look at the media's reporting on Drag Queen Story Hour. They can't even report on that honestly. If you look at every single headline about Drag Queen Story Hour, it's LGBTQ community targeted, drag shows targeted, drag shows and drag rights under attack, LGBTQ rights under attack. And it's all a lie. You have to read four, five, six paragraphs down into the article Sometimes, rarely, it's actually in the byline that, oh, it's drag shows that are allowing minors to be involved. So our media can't even accurately report on that. And you have an entire subset of our country thinking that LGBTQ people are being targeted, that they're being genocided, that they don't have basic human rights. And that is the fault of our media. That is the fault of politicians that continue to push this divisive and false rhetoric. And let's talk about the attack on Christianity, because to be quite honest with you, we have rejected God in every way, shape, or form in this country, and we are paying for it severely. Children's blood is being shed because we have turned our back on and rejected God. Now, a lot of people like to say, oh, well, we're not actually a Christian nation. America was not actually founded on Christian principles or ideals. Okay, here's the non-Christian nation then. Here is the United States of America that is not founded on Christianity, that has rejected Christianity and its ideals. How do you guys like it? Because I hate it. We have school shootings running rampant. We have women openly celebrating abortions. We have children getting their genitals mutilated. We have people advocating for pedophilia. We have criminals being let out into the streets. We have trans women, aka biological men, being allowed to go into women's prisons and raping women. How do you like America that has no Christian foundations or ideals? 
you know, biblically, if a country or a nation rejects God, God says, okay, I'm going to go ahead and leave you to your vices then. And that is why our country is in such a state of turmoil, because we have turned our backs on God and we have no morals and we have no values. This is why having religion is important, because without religion, without Christianity and without God, our society has no morals or values because guess what? Human beings are inherently evil and sinful people. That is our nature. So when you have a society that is so void of religion, this is what it looks like. You have an entire population that can be so easily indoctrinated and controlled by the cult of transgender ideology. Now, I have strayed away from calling uh, the trans cult a cult because I felt that it did sound kind of extreme. And I was like, well, you know, calling something a cult, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to categorize it as that because I kind of felt like it was a fad, right, more than a cult. But now seeing where we're at in the modern day, it 1000% is a cult. Now, I saw this tweet earlier as well. A staffer for US Senator Rand Paul was stabbed multiple times with a knife in broad daylight in Washington, DC. And it's not being reported that this staffer was targeted because they work for Rand Paul. It is not being reported that this was a politically motivated attack. However, upon reading this, my first initial gut reaction was that it is so unsafe to be a right winger in the United States of America in the modern day. It is so unsafe to even have common sense in America in the modern day, because you do have a large portion of the population that has been weaponized, that has been told it is okay to attack people who have different political views than them. You have the entire media who refuses to report on political violence when it is the left wing, by the way, that is emboldened by that same media and our politicians to attack us. The media refuses to report on it. The politicians applaud it. Our police stand down when right-wingers are attacked. Our justice system is weaponized against us. So that was my first reaction upon reading this was, I thought it would have been uh, you know, a political attack that has not been confirmed yet, but that was my first initial reaction. It is so increasingly unsafe to be right-wing, to be conservative, to be a Christian, to have common sense, or even push back against the trans ideology in the United States of America in 2023, because, the cult members of the trans community have been so brainwashed to the point that they are now going and committing acts of domestic terrorism. They are now targeting Christian children and killing them. You can't even go to a rally uh, with, with trans people and say, hey, I don't agree with you without them mobbing you and violently attacking you. It's absolutely horrific, the state of our country in the modern day. And this was a hate crime, by the way. This transgender individual targeted Christians, and again, this has been fomented, this hatred of Christians has been fomented by our media. You can go look at all of the examples of Christians being called the bigots by mainstream media. So many stories of Christians getting kicked out of restaurants because of their religious beliefs, being denied service and discriminated against because of their religious beliefs. But we don't talk about this in this country. No, Christians are written off as horrible, evil bigots. And then when they are brutally murdered, trans activists try to say, oh, well, it, it's because of transphobia in the United States. No, it's because you've been fed fake outrage and because you have no ability to critically think for yourself or think at all because you have been indoctrinated into a violent cult 
you are now per perpetuating these domestic terrorist acts on the law-abiding citizens of the United States of America. Again, I thought long and hard about this all day long. And I know people don't like it when we talk about civil war in this country, but we are inching closer and closer to that because you can only attack Americans for so long. The government can only come after our ability to protect ourselves via our second amendment for so long. The trans community can only target our children for so long. The police can only stand down while we get attacked for so long before we finally get put, pissed off and pushed back. People are getting extremely angry. And again, the situation that happened today, I, I don't have any hatred towards the trans community for this event. I have anger towards our media and politicians who have created this environment and continue to make our country unsafe for law-abiding citizens in every way, shape, or form, from the economy, from criminals running the streets, from the open border, from school shootings that are happening almost every single month now. And then you have politicians having the audacity to call for gun control today when those same politicians every single day used armed security to protect themselves. These people aren't dumb. These politicians that are calling for common sense gun control are not stupid. They, are, they fully understand the protection that comes along with having firearms. But like I have exemplified to you guys here today, the same people who have weaponized the justice system against you have targeted you and investigated you as a parent and written you off as a domestic terrorist because you're concerned about what your kid is learning in school, who applaud the left wing for committing violent acts against you, who call you a Nazi, who call you a fascist, who call you a bigot, those are the people that want to take away your guns. Those are the people that are selling billions to Ukraine while our children are being shot and killed in schools. This is the most common sense thing that we can do in this country. Take the billions of dollars that we've been sending overseas to Ukraine and arming them with, and maybe instead put armed security in front of every single one of our schools and make it very clear to all of the criminals in this country that if you go and you try to commit a mass shooting at a school, you will be shot and killed immediately. But no, the same politicians who have armed security, who were protected by armed security on January 6th even, remember Ashley Babbitt got killed by a gun from armed security in the Capitol building that was protecting the politicians that want to take away your guns? They, they are fully aware and utilize the same protection that they want to take away from you. I'm just truly disgusted with where we're at as a country because, like I said, if our government officials actually cared about us, if they actually cared about your children, they would be investigating the big pharma corporations that continue to promote and sell the pharmaceutical medications that are mentally altering people to the state of committing violent acts like this. The FBI would maybe follow up on the mass shooters that they were already, uh, you know, maybe tipped off to. I can't tell you how many instances of the FBI being aware that somebody was a threat and then just ignoring it, then they go commit a mass shooting. If elected officials actually cared about your children, 
they wouldn't be trying to grab your guns and impede on your constitutional and God-given rights. They would be saying, hey, how do we protect these kids? By arming every single school, by making sure every single school is fortified. But no, they don't care if your children live or die. They're huge hypocrites. And instead of calling out Big Pharma, instead of calling out the media who continues to perpetuate fake outrage, whether that has to do with racism, let's not forget that the media played a big part in this entire country burning down because they continue to promote lies about George Floyd. If the politicians really cared about your kids, they'd be calling out the media. They'd be holding people accountable there that uh, continue to spread this propaganda. They would be focusing in on the big pharma medication and the trans ideology, by the way, that is weaponizing mentally ill people against American citizens. I, I'm trying to be as loving as possible when I say this. That the, the first initial reaction I had to this being a female shooter was, oh, this person is probably trans, is because there is a lot of mental instability in the trans community. And instead of helping these people, we put them on more big pharma medications that have suicidal thoughts as a side effect. We put them on hormone blockers. We put them on all of these mind-altering drugs that lead them to either commit suicide or terroristic acts like the one committed today. And once again, our media is complicit in perpetuating and trying to normalize this type of behavior. For example, this is from today, a Washington Post contributor just thanked someone who posted that the Christian school in Nashville that was shot up today was a religious indoctrination center. This comes from Jack Posobiec. Catamarco says, I don't condone Audrey Hale's actions, though I understand their outrage against an intolerant state that brainwashes children through religious indoctrination. The reality is this human still identified as that child attending that school and carried that pain into adulthood. And then a Washington Post contributor, keep in mind, uh, these are the people tasked with giving you your news, says, this is as deep and as real as it gets. Thank you. Now, I hate doing this, but let's, for the sake of understanding how hypocritical this is, let's say that this was a Christian man who went to a school and targeted an LGBTQ school and killed three kids and three adults there. And then you had Christians coming on and say, oh, you know, I don't condone this shooter's actions, uh, but, you know, I, I can't support a school that indoctrinates and brainwashes children. And then if we had... A contributor for Fox News saying, that's so real, that's so deep, I get it. The media would be up in arms. These people would be immediately getting investigated by your FBI. But because they are on the right side of the aisle and further helping the destruction of this country, it's just brushed off. It's totally fine. So that was the Washington Post. And then you had the USA Today who had the audacity of saying police on Monday afternoon said that the shooter was a transgender man. Officials had initially misidentified the gender of the shooter. Three children were killed. Three families, six families lost their loved ones. Three children, three adults. And this was the take that USA Today felt was necessary after this horrific crime. 
which by the way, if you commit a violent murder, I'm not respecting your pronouns. And because society has gotten so confusing, people are still questioning whether or not the shooter is biologically male or female. I believe that the shooter is biologically female since she went by he, him pronouns. If she was biologically male, then she would go by she, her pronouns because, you know, it's always reverse. But that's what USA Today felt was necessary. And then you had NBC reporter Benjamin Ryan saying NBC has ID'd the Nashville school shooter as Audrey Hale, who identifies as transgender and had no previous criminal record. Nashville is home to the Daily Wire, a hub of anti-trans activity by Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, and Michael Knowles. NBC. Matt Walsh responds with NBC reporter responds to shooting by trans extremists by pointing out that the Daily Wire is also in Nashville. The media is now openly sending violent psychopaths after us. Again, so we can understand the hypocrisy of this, Let's pretend this is Tucker Carlson saying, oh, a Christian extremist just shot up an LGBTQ school um, in Atlanta. Did you guys know that CNN's headquarters are there? Again, immediately would be investigated by the FBI, but because they are on the right side of the political aisle, um, Benjamin of NBC News is allowed to say, hey, to all of the trans extremists in Nashville, the Daily Wire also resides there. It gets worse. Now, a lot of people have pointed out that they believe that the media was going to tie Tennessee passing those laws restrict, restricting sexualized drag shows for children and banning the genital mutilation, mutilation surgery for children um, you know, people were speculating that the media was going to tie that to today's shooting and ABC News already did it. But DC Drano initially asking the question first, was today's mass shooting at a Christian school by a transgender killer an act of domestic terrorism? It was most definitely a hate crime. But a lot of people saying, oh, well, if it wasn't for the transphobia of Tennessee, if it wasn't for Tennessee targeting trans people and taking away their right to health care, this wouldn't have happened. No, like I said, we're setting the record straight right now. This was a hate crime that was perpetuated by a mentally unwell person against Christians. And their identity, their identity very much played a part in that. You think that these three nine-year-olds had anything to do with the laws that were passed in Tennessee? Or do you think that this was a mentally deranged person who has been fed lies about our, or by our entire media, went crazy, and went and targeted their old Christian school? Now, the quartering also had an interesting take on this. He said, perhaps the media telling a group of people nonstop for years that everyone is going to murder them had some ill effects on the mental state of someone who was already vulnerable. The media played a part in this one almost certainly. Which, absolutely, I agree with that. The media has been fomenting this fake outrage and hate for a long time. And again, too, let's cover all of the angles of this. Before I go on to this next part, please remember that my Rumble link is down below. I don't know if this show is going to stay up on YouTube, but I am not self-censoring because this is an important topic. Now, 
Another angle people have been pointing out is, like I discussed earlier on in the show, is if this person was on testosterone or not. Testosterone causes increased anger and aggression, boosts confidence, and lowers impulse control. It's why men commit 90% of violent crime. Giving testosterone to highly unstable individuals is a recipe for disaster, as we're seeing in Nashville. This comes from Johnny Maga on Twitter, and I like the succinct way he put this, but if you actually do look into the side effects of testosterone when given to young girls, you will see that it does alter their mental state. There have been transgender men, biological women, that have been interviewed as they were detransitioning. They've been interviewed by, uh, I believe Ben Shapiro interviewed one of them, right? And this woman was saying how when she injected herself with testosterone, she would go into fits of uncontrollable rage because she was injecting herself with, again, a physically altering substance that she didn't know how to control. So there's another aspect to this story is what are all of the medications and chemicals that we are injecting into members of the trans community that are potentially leading them to be even more mentally unstable, which by the way, I've talked to so many people about this and I stated that, you know, the average transgender kid, give them a couple years, wait until they're an adult. And I guarantee you, they're either just going to be gay or it was a fad that they're going to grow out of, as we're seeing with a lot of the detransitioners in the modern day. And that's why the genital mutilation for children is so horrific, because not only are you taking away the ability for that child to one day have their own family, but again, these are children. I remember when I was 16 years old, I was like, oh, I, ha I don't ever want to have kids. And I'll be honest with you guys, I've never really had maternal instincts. But the older I get, and especially, you know, too, I've been in past relationships where I've loved that person. And I'm like, wow, I do want to have children with this person. Imagine if at 16 years old, my mother was like, oh, yeah, you can go ahead and uh, get your uterus scooped out. You can go ahead and sell your uterus. You can go ahead and get your tubes tied because you don't want to have kids at 16. That, that, that's not going to change in 10 years. That's what we're doing with these transgender kids. Like, oh, you feel a certain way? Let's just go ahead and mutilate your body. So that's another angle of this. Now, just last week, Tucker Carlson did a segment regarding the trans community and the Rainbow Youth Project wrote a story about this, or actually it was the LGBTQ nation. And they said, Tucker Carlson is afraid gun-toting trans people will start political violence. They want to be able to commit it and they want you defenseless so you can't fight back. Now, they wrote this piece and they are ba basically laughing at Tucker Carlson saying, trans people aren't trying to commit political violence. This is more right-wing outrage. Um, but by the way, guys, in Washington, D.C., this Saturday, there's a Trans Day of Vengeance that's going to be happening. Trans Day of Vengeance. Sounds peaceful. That's happening this weekend, but let's take a peek at what happened in the United States last weekend. My good friend, Primetime99, Alex Stein, went to San Francisco, where a trans rally was being held. And this is how he was met by the party of love, diversity, inclusivity, and, and peace. Let's watch. Hey, 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 hey,
expecting to see these white racist heterosexual assholes? You look just like him. Alright, so there you guys go. There was Alex Stein being assaulted by members of the trans community. Now, this isn't the first time we've seen violence from these people. I have been attacked by these people multiple times. And like I said, too, I'm going to start calling out the police in this country. And this is coming from somebody who went and stood up for police lives during 2020 at the height of the George Floyd riots and got my ass beat by Antifa members for it. Not once, but twice. I was a very vocal advocate for the police because I thought what was happening to American police officers, a.k.a. my fellow man, was wrong. I thought that it was wrong that bricks were being thrown at their head. I thought that it was wrong that they were being targeted, that they were being threatened that they were being killed on the streets of America. So I went and I stood up for them. But guess what? Remember what happened during COVID-19? It was the police officers who came and shut down local businesses. It was the police officers who were trying to enforce mask policies. It was the police officers who were coming to people's doors and shutting down people's businesses for not adhering to COVID policies. And they were the ones that enacted and enforced the government's unconstitutional lockdowns. It was the police who stood down, by the way, after I got attacked by Antifa in 2020. It was the Texas state troopers who told me that I was the problem when I went to a trans rally here in Austin and I was being mobbed and attacked. They said, you're putting us at risk and you need to leave. It was the police that I watched turn MAGA supporters towards the mob of Black Lives Matter rioters back in November of 2020 because the MAGA supporters who were wearing Trump hats were like, hey, our hotel is down that way. Please don't make me walk through that mob with my children. And the police said, sorry, you have to go that way. Have fun. So I am going to call the police out in this country because it is absolutely ridiculous to me that I continue to see this type of political violence and the police stand down time and time again. When I was at UC Davis just two weeks ago, I went up to police officers after I found out the mob was hunting me down and I said, hey, I'm alone here in the middle of the night. Please help me. They turned me away. That's police in modern day America. So look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not the biggest fan of police lately. I'm really not. Because they're not doing their jobs and I get why they don't want to either, right? We're a lawless country and if they do their jobs, then they go to jail. Just like we saw with Derek Chauvin. Just like we see with every police officer who actually tries to enforce the law. Police officers are getting shot in the head every single day. I was watching a video of that. That happened today. As criminal, he's trying to tase him. Criminal ghost shoots him in the head. I watched a video the other week of a woman getting tased, tried, trying to run from police, gets in her car, runs the cop over. So I get the position that police are in in this country. But at the same time, the fact that you don't even back the people that have backed you. I, that's why I tell you guys, I feel like the country is headed toward a very bad place because the law-abiding citizens can't even trust the police officers to support or protect us. And then we have violent, rabid trans activists that have been weaponized against us, attacking us. And then you have the judicial system that's weaponized against us. You have the FBI and the, the DOJ that are investigating us and targeting us. Uh, don't forget that the FBI was putting together a list of Christian churches to investigate. I was reading a story today about how Ivana Trump was surveilled by the FBI. They basically wiretapped this woman and they were they were uh, monitoring her at all times. That is our justice system. That is our government. They don't actually care about us. And then they're trying to take away our guns while simultaneously defunding the police, 
not allowing us to protect ourselves, and then sending their lynch mob against us. So yeah, I'm concerned about where we're at as a country. And by the way, it's not just the United States of America. This is what happened in New Zealand this past weekend. Now, Kelly Jean Kay, I actually met her when I was in Atlanta for 2022 covering the NCAA Women's Swimming Championship with Leah Thomas. She was an outspoken activist there that was pushing back against Leah Thomas and the transgender participation of Thomas in the women's swimming competition. She held a rally called Let Women Speak in New Zealand, and this was the response. Now, what you're seeing are violent men who think they're women punching a 70-year-old woman in the face, left her with a black eye, and then another trans activist poured tomato soup all over Kelly Jean Kay and said, I poured the soup on her because I wanted her to be covered in blood. So by the way, this isn't an issue just in the United States of America. This is an issue nationwide. Here was the trans activist responding to Kelly Jean Kay. I got turned on today watching the fear in Posey Parker's eyes. She actually was fearing for her life. Posey Parker is her name on Twitter. Those are the people that are genuinely attacking women, shutting down our voices, impeding on our right to privacy and safety. They have gotten out of hand. They have been emboldened. And again, Tucker Carlson, absolutely right when he says, that these people are perpetuating violence and they continue to get away with it. And also, I would like to bring up a couple of old stories as well because a lot of us have the memory of a goldfish. I know I do because the news cycle is vicious and we are consistently fed 58,000 new news stories and things to be angry about every single day. But back in November of 2022, it was a trans non-binary suspect named Anderson Aldrich who carried out the deadly mass shooting at Gay Nightclub Q. The shooting was quickly blamed on the right by left-wing activists, Democrats, and Antifa. When it emerged, Aldrich was trans and, trans and non-binary. They said that they didn't believe it. So there you guys go. Another trans shooter. And Benny Johnson points out as well, the Colorado Springs shooter identified as non-binary, the Denver shooter identified as trans, the Aberdeen shooter identified as trans, and now the Nashville shooter identifying as trans. He says, one thing is very clear, the modern trans movement is radicalizing activists into terrorists. And again, they have been fed this notion that they are being genocided and they are being attacked. Our media directly complicit in that. Like I said, best example is the drag queen story hours that are being, or the yeah that are being shut down in Florida, in Nashville, Tennessee, in various states across the country because they're like stop bringing children to sexual shows. You can't bring your kid to a strip club, so why are you bringing your kid to a drag show? But then the media goes, oh, it's an attack on the drag community. It's the LGBTQ community being targeted. Our rights are being taken away. No, so the media very much complicit in this. And by the way, too, um. This was a pro-life rally that was held this past Sunday. And again, just to give you guys an example of how radical the left wing has become, you can't be pro-life. You can't be pro-woman. You can't be a Christian in modern day America without fearing attack. You can't expect the police to help you. This was New York.
phone out of their hand, and then when this guy pushes back, these trans activists start mobbing him. Push him away, and there's the cop, who does nothing. That's what it's like to live in the United States of America in 2023 and try to go and peacefully protest if you have common sense, if you don't want to adhere to a lot of the immoral, evil, and ugly political ideologies that are being pushed on us. You get attacked and nobody's going to help you. Now, let's take a peek at our government's response to this. You guys already know what it's going to be. But again, I am going to reiterate how stupid our elected officials are, how they don't really care about your life or your children's life. They want you dead. If they didn't, they would actually enact positive policy that makes a change, but they don't. This is what they say. We must do more. And he wants Congress to act because enough is enough. In his State of the Union, the president called on Congress to do something to stop the epidemic of gun violence tearing families apart, tearing communities apart. How many more children have, have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban? Such a freaking joke. Like, these kids' bodies aren't even cold yet, and Corrine Jean-Pierre has the audacity to be like, Republicans, we want your guns. It, it's not... Thoughts and prayers to the families. It's not let them grieve. It's not let's get more information out. It's immediately the political talking points of trying to take away, again, the basic safety and the tool that is utilized to secure and protect these very same politicians. Now, one of the most horrific responses came out of President Joe Biden today. And I watched this and I was genuinely stunned. The first time I watched this clip, I had to make sure that I understood the context of this correctly because it's a Fox News clip and, you know, Fox News alert pops up and it says Joe Biden to speak on Nashville shooting. But this was his response. And I was like, is this edited? Is this an AI deepfake? Was this from a different press conference and Fox News reported inaccurately that he was supposed to be talking about the shooting? What is this? No. This was his response immediately to six Americans being brutally murdered. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. <laughs> I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. Uh, considering uh, the moment. Like you. Um, we were, we were a told that the shooting that just happened uh, left three children dead, uh, three adults dead, shooters dead, and we were told he would be addressing this up off the top. Yeah, it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to the podium here and addressed the school shooting. So man comes out laughing, talking about ice cream. American children were just brutally murdered. Three American adults taken from their families. And that was Joe Biden's response. By the way, 
Uh, you're not going to hear much from Kamala Harris either because she's in Africa all week. Because Africa is where our vice president should be while our economy continues to implode, while uh, various countries are thinking about using the Chinese yuan over the U.S. dollar. Uh, you know, that that's a really big issue. We reported on that last show. While our borders being overrun, like I said, I can just go through the entire list of problems in the United States of America. And then uh, you have Kamala Harris in Africa all week. This comes from Billboard. Kamala Harris released a Spotify playlist to soundtrack trip across African countries exclusive. The vice president's 25-song playlist dubbed My Travels highlights a variety of artists as she traveled across Ghana, Tanzania, and Zambia this week. So she arrived in Ghana on Sunday for her first trip to Africa while in office and will visit Tanzania on Wednesday and Zambia on Friday before returning to the U.S. on Sunday. So don't expect anything from Kamala Harris. Joe Biden's laughing about American children dying and talking about ice cream. And then uh, Kamala Harris is in Africa, trapezing around with her, her people. It's just so disrespectful to the American people. And, and uh, somebody pointed out, too, that Joe Biden's energy at this press conference resembled his reaction to the 13 servicemen who were being delivered to their families after they were murdered in or killed in Kabul as a direct result of Biden's horrific policies in, you know, pulling our troops out of that area. He was looking down at his watch. So I, I just want you to understand how this administration feels about you, the American citizen, and your life. It's a joke. It's not serious. If Joe Biden actually cared about these people, he would be on a plane immediately, gone to Nashville, and spoken to those families in person. He would have been on the ground, and he would have been there. But he's too busy eating chocolate chip ice cream. And being weirdly inappropriate with children. By the way, the clip that I played was a lot longer than that. He went on this whole tangent talking about these kids in the audience, making them stand up, talking about how beautiful they were. And I just left the ice cream part in there and then cut into just Fox News's genuinely shocked reaction of, I can't believe he's coming out here laughing when kids were just murdered. So on top of this horrific response, of course, Kamala Harris put out her own tweet immediately calling for gun control. Joe Biden put out a video calling for gun control. And then there was an anti-gun lobbyist who happened to be on the ground in Nashville who hijacked the press conference of the shooting and had this to say. It was just... Aren't you guys tired of covering this? Aren't you guys tired of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? I'm from Highland Park. family vacation with my son visiting okay so there you guys go um as per usual remember when beto did this remember when we had the uvalde shooting and they were trying to give a press conference and give families and members of the community more information and beto decided to go make that about himself because he was running for governor these people don't care about you they don't care about your children they don't care about your rights your life your safety nothing understand what the American government actually thinks about you. Understand the sinister underlying goals of the people trying to take the guns out of your hands while simultaneously calling you a domestic terrorist while real domestic terrorists that they have emboldened attack you. Like you guys, I'll be honest with you. 
I'm nervous to continue reporting in modern day America because I am tired of being attacked because I genuinely don't feel like I can defend myself in the United States. I don't. Because if I pull out a gun and I defend myself, I'm going to jail. I'm going to have to hope that somebody was taking video of what happened because our media is so malicious. They are such liars that because of my political views, I already know that they would have the most slanderous headlines. So because of the political views that I hold, I feel like I can't even defend myself in this country. Because of the weaponization of our justice system, because of the absolute state of police, I don't feel like I can defend myself. I really don't. And it's just such a heartbreaking feeling. Like I've gotten to the point where it's like, it's not even worth it to me to report on Antifa, to report on trans events, because these people are violent, they're vicious, and they want you dead. I have people assault me so many times, mob me, they, they want me dead. Like, that's it. Because I have a different political view than them. I've never called for violence against trans people, the LGBTQ community. I've never called for the death of my political opponents. I have never called for any of that. What I have called for is values and decency in this country and common sense. And for that, I have been targeted and attacked. And again, I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm just trying to give you guys a real world example of what we're all living through right now. Now, of course, you had David Hogg weighing in on this situation as well, saying F the NRA and F the gun lobby. And then he puts this fake st statistic up of countries with school shooting incidents. And of course, the United States is number one. And then Mexico is second in line. So the United States graph says 288 number of school shooting incidents. And then Mexico says eight. Now, first off, people were highlighting that in the study that he shared, classified as a school shooting in this statistic are people being in a school parking lot or near a school parking lot and shooting themselves and killing themselves in their car. That's considered a school shooting. By the way, the fact that Mexico is even on here is such a joke. Like David Hogg lives so far outside of reality. Like, sir, please go to Mexico. Because by the way, I'm pretty sure there's only one gun shop in all of Mexico and they have some of the highest gun violence. The cartels are running that country. Please go to Mexico, David Hogg, and go advocate to take away people's guns. Go to Mexico without armed security. Tell me again how horrible the Second Amendment is. Um, we had a Twitter user who actually uh, posted this statistic as well, who says, now talk about the increase of school shootings since Democrats made our schools gun-free zones in 1990. And then she puts this graph up that shows the increase from the 70s all the way to 2018. And I'm sure, again, this has increased even more to 2023 of school shootings since we made schools gun-free zones. Because again, this is the most common sense thing of all. If you tell school shooters or anybody who wants to commit a violent crime that they will be shot on site and they won't be able to go and have their manifesto turned into reality because they're going to be killed on site if they try to go target children, school shootings would drop. They would be severely deterred from going and committing these acts of violence, knowing that they were going to be stopped on site. But again, every single politician calling for gun control knows this and they don't care. They don't care about your children's lives. They don't care if your, ch if your child dies. They push this legislation that is going to kill you and kill your kids. And our country has just gotten so absolutely insane and out of hand with the trans ideology. And I'm just going to roll through some headlines here. 
So we can understand again how insane things have gotten. And you know, it, it, this type of stuff isn't even funny to me anymore. It's not clown world to me anymore. And I said this a couple shows ago, we're past clown world. Clown world is funny. You can laugh at clown world. Oh, you're a guy who thinks you're a girl. That's silly. It's not silly anymore. It's not silly when, where's the headline that I'm looking for here? Oh, there we go. A violent trans identified male child rapist is moved to a women's prison in Washington. That's not funny anymore. It's not funny when you have a women's bicycling champion saying that she's decided to end her career because at her last race in the elite women's category, she came in fourth place, flanked on either side by male riders, awarded third and fifth. Her sister and family sobbed as they watched a man finish in front of her, having witnessed several physical interactions with him throughout the race. That's not funny to me anymore. This isn't clown world to me anymore. It's an absolute joke. And it's so disrespectful to all women when ESPN celebrates Women History Month by promoting a special about Leah Thomas, the biological male, who took opportunity away from the biological women, the, the female athletes who were at that competition. I was there and I watched them with tears in their eyes talk about how unfair it was that they were swimming against Leah Thomas. It was heartbreaking. <sighs> It's not funny to me when I read from the New York Post, trans flight attendant famed for airline ad dies by suicide. Sorry, I couldn't be stronger. This is sad to me. This is sad that this person was affirmed in their transgender identity. They were put in an advertisement. They were given all of the love and support, but they still took their own life because instead of getting help, they were validated. They were affirmed. They were told that, if you get your surgery and if you live this lifestyle, then all will be okay. We never get to the root of the problems in society with people's mental health, with people's physical health. Okay, we can talk about a multitude of issues here. It's the same thing with the fat positivity movement, where instead of actually getting to the root cause of the problem, we band-aid it and we tell these people, oh, it's okay. You can take the easy way out and we'll just affirm your transgenderism instead of actually maybe delving into the problems that you had with your family life that led you to feel this way. Uh, the, the medications that you're on that are maybe altering your brain chemistry. What happened to you as a child? Maybe you were sexually abused. That is making you want to express your feelings in an unhealthy way. Instead of helping people Companies are making money off of them. Big Pharma is making money off of them. Politicians, corporations are making money off of them. It's not funny to me anymore. It's not clown world anymore. We have a serious issue in this country. And I oftentimes do kind of laugh at college kids because I'll ask them what they think the biggest issue in the United States is, and they always say mental health. And they're not wrong, but again, their version of mental health is transgender people not being affirmed and people being mean and hurting other people's feelings and not understanding their journeys. But the real mental health crisis is the manufactured one that is being created and promoted by our entire corrupt government to make people more depressed, to make people suicidal, to make people commit terrorist acts. That's the real mental health issue in this country, that big pharma is profiting off of these people like cattle, so yeah, I guess we do have a mental health issue in this country with people who have no ability to critically think for themselves because the entire education system has trained them to be subservient to authority, to never think 
and utilize their own brain or live life to its fullest capacity. Like it's so heartbreaking to me. It's not funny anymore. Like I understand that we do need to make fun of these things sometimes because a lot of these issues are heavy. But this is where I'm at with this today, where it's like, I can't even read this headline. A trans woman left sobbing in JFK airport after TSA agent hit her testicles. It's not funny to me to see the media writing her testicles or her penis. That's a man. Stop promoting this mental illness. Stop profiting off of it. And how about as a society, instead of laughing about this, we start calling it out as a problem. We start saying, you know what? This isn't okay. No, enough with the her testicles. That's a man. Enough. <sighs> NPR at the forefront of spreading propaganda as well. National Public Radio, which I believe is in part taxpayer funded, by the way. They put out this tweet yesterday. The International Governing Body for Track and Field will ban trans women athletes from elite women's competition, citing a priority for fairness over inclusion, despite limited scientific research involving elite trans athletes. And then they got fact-checked by Twitter, and Twitter said multiple studies on trans athletes, including elite athletes, have been conducted which show that they retain higher muscle mass, strength, and running speed than women. And then NPR had to issue a correction, and they said an earlier tweet incorrectly stated there is limited scientific evidence of physical advantage. Existing research shows that higher levels of testosterone do impact athletic performance. And then, of course, they still have to add the uh, caveat there, but there is limited research involving elite trans athletes in competition. That's your modern-day American media. It's a freaking joke. And like I, I read this one from the post-millennial, violent trans-identified male child rapist moved to a woman's prison in Washington. It's just horrifying to me. By the way, um, Pentagon doctors are now saying that seven-year-olds are able to consent to sex changes. A team of healthcare providers at U.S. military bases have come out in support of minors having access to experimental sex change procedures, arguing that children as young as seven are capable of medical decision-making. The U.S. government wants you sick. They want you unable to procreate. They want you fed propaganda and lies that are going to radicalize you to terrorism. And it's funny, too, because that's something that's consistently said about the right wing. Uh, but our version of radicalization is like the Proud Boys, where men get tired of Antifa being able to beat up young journalists like myself. So they went and they started beating up Antifa. And then what happened? The FBI went and um, targeted the Proud Boys and jailed them. And then diversity, equity, and inclusion is what rules our entire country and is just running us into the ground. Biden tweeted this out as well. Um, if extreme MAGA House Republicans' proposals become reality, services at 125 air traffic control towers would be shut down and passengers at some large airports would face wait times of two hours or more. So we tweeted that out today, and you might be wondering, Sav, what does this have to do with anything? Well, this was a Biden nominee for FAA chief who went zero for seven on an aviation policy quiz. These are the nominees for the various organizations tasked with our transportation, tasked with running our country, 
tasked with our safety. And, and it's like, it doesn't matter which organization it is. These are the type of people that Joe Biden and his administration continue to elect to or try to nominate into these positions of power. Mr. Washington, can you quickly tell me uh, what airspace requires an ADSB transponder? Not sure I can answer that question right now. That's, that's okay. We'll just keep going. So um, that's, a, that's a pretty important part. So what are the six types of special use airspace that protect this national security that appear on FAA charts? Uh, sorry, Senator, I cannot answer that question. Okay. So what are the operational limitations of a pilot flying under basic med? Senator, I'm not a pilot, so... Uh, but uh, obviously you'd ever see the F Federal Aviation Administration. So um, any, any idea what those uh, restrictions are under basic med, quickly? Uh, well, some of the restrictions, I think, would be high blood pressure. Uh, some of them would be... It, it's more like how many passengers per airplane, oh, how many pounds okay. in different categories, and uh, what ele what uh, altitude uh, you can fly under. So, and uh, and then uh, the amount of knots. It's under 250 knots. So, okay. it's not having have anything to do with blood pressure. So, can you tell me what? So there you guys go, and that went on for another minute where he had no idea how to answer anything. Now, that's not surprising that that was a Biden nominee when this is our press secretary. I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I just don't have anything. I don't have anything. We don't have anything. I just don't have anything. Don't have anything. So I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't. Okay, so that also goes on for a full two minutes, and it's just a hundred responses of Kareem Jean-Pierre being like, I don't know, I don't have anything, I have no idea, because that is the entire Biden administration. It is the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Administration, and that is why our entire country is failing. It's an absolute joke, and it's disrespectful to the American people, to be quite honest with you, that they won't even nominate mentally capable people. By the way, where's John Fetterman? His office said two weeks ago that he was going to be back at work in two weeks. They posted another update today, I believe, and they were like, oh, yeah, he'll be back to work soon. Nobody knows where John Fetterman is. The United States is a joke. We're not feared on the world stage anymore. And I explained to you guys what's happening overseas with Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, Iran, all of these oil-producing countries banding together without the United States potentially using the Chinese dollar over the U.S. dollar to start trading oil, which is going to further implode our economy and drive inflation rates up in our country higher than we've ever seen before. Just another piece of international news that was interesting. Um, there were airstrikes overseas that killed an American. I don't think Joe Biden has said anything about that, by the way. Uh, but yeah, just let's take a peek at how things are going overseas. Fox News alert. One American's been killed in Syria after an Iranian drone strike. Our U.S. air defenses went down. And after we responded with precision strikes, Iran just responded by firing 20 more missiles near a U.S. base in Syria. What the heck is going on? White House correspondent Kevin Cork has the latest. Kevin. Evening, Jesse. As you're right, uh, Fox News has learned that more U.S. forces have been injured as a result of what you just pointed out, new Iranian rocket attacks near eastern Syria. Now, some of the injuries we are told tonight may, in fact, be very serious. And while the Pentagon continues to assess its response, there are reports at this hour that more U.S. retaliatory strikes may have been launched. Now, OK, so again, just an idea of what's happening overseas right now. 
not only do we continue to fund the proxy war between Russia and Ukraine, uh, but again, we're just not feared on the world stage anymore. The United States is a laughingstock, and I've talked about this almost every single show, and it's because of things like this. Uh, our leaders are just absolute jokes who don't even care about their own citizens, let alone our standing in the world. This is from the post-millennial Department of Transportation whistleblower tells Benny Johnson bungled response to East Palestine was politically motivated. Benny Johnson recently visited Washington, D.C. to film a practical joke where he went to the headquarters of the Department of Transportation and set up a fake station to offer bottles of water, explaining it originated from East Palestine, only to encounter a 25-year DOT veteran who told him that the bungled response to the February 3rd train derailment was politically motivated. I'm in Federal Railroad, the man said, explaining that in the wake of the Norfolk Southern 50-car train derailment that released toxic chemicals into the East Palestine community, nobody panicked, nobody scrambled, and it's like, why, why aren't we taking this seriously? The man said that under Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, the department directs resources based on a state's political leanings and the fact that East Palestine voted for Trump by a 70% margin affected the government's response to the crisis. They'll step in, well, we want this project because it's a blue state, no matter how bad it is, the employee said, and explained that they appoint these leaders of each group and then they make sure the money will be directed. And then it goes to a blue state, not a red state, Johnson asked. Right, the man said. Do you think this was politically motivated in East Palestine? Yes, he replied. So again, just an idea of how um, diversity, equity, and inclusion is destroying our entire country. Remember that it was Kamala Harris that said that federal resources were going to be prioritized and allocated to minority communities that were the most affected by natural disasters, which a lot of people were pointing out when East Palestine, the train derailment did happen. They were like, oh, so because this isn't a quote unquote minority community, they're they're being ignored. And now we have this whistleblower coming out and talking about political motivation in our government. It's just, it's it's absolutely horrifying. And again, too, it's like real things like that are happening. And then you have CNN um, posting nonsense like this. If you're white and you posted a GIF of a meme of a black person to express a strong emotion, you may be guilty of wearing digital blackface, um, to which they got the worst ratio in all of Twitter history, 10,000 likes on the tweet, 16.5 quote tweets, and I don't even know how many comments, like hundreds of comments, just ridiculous. This is the type of propaganda and nonsense that CNN is promoting. While we have real serious issues in this country and worldwide as well. Because again, if it isn't us being unable to call out the trans community, if it isn't women being beaten by biological men pretending to be women in New Zealand, or people in Canada being shut down by their tyrannical government, or people in London being told that they can't say this or that because they have no freedom of speech in their country, uh, let's take a peek at how Scotland is doing because they just elected... Their new leader, by the way, the Scottish National Party, has elected Hamza Yousaf to lead, making him the first Muslim and person of a South Asian background to head the Scottish government. And this is what he had to say today. So again, I just want to highlight how a lot of the issues I'm discussing today are not unique to the United States. This is a worldwide contagion. It is a worldwide cancer that has spread that has infiltrated all governments. And again, too, this is why a lot of people look to the World Economic Forum, which has infiltrated political cabinets worldwide, has installed people like Justin Trudeau, like 
I believe Angela Merkel as well, who instituted a lot of the green energy policy in Germany, like Jacinda Ardern of New Zealand, who had the strictest and most horrific lockdown COVID measures for COVID-19. I bet you if we looked up Hamza Youssef, and I haven't investigated this yet, so this is just me guessing, I bet you he's tied to the World Economic Forum or Klaus Schwab in some way, shape, or form. Listen to this speech, and you'll, you'll get some insight in as to why I think that. 99% of the meetings I go to, I'm the only non-white person in the room. But why are we so surprised when the most senior positions in Scotland are filled almost exclusively by those who are white? Take my portfolio alone. The Lord President, white. The Lord Justice Clark, white. Every High Court judge, white. The Lord Advocate, white. The Solicitor General, white. The Chief Constable, white. Every Deputy Chief Constable, white. Every Assistant Chief Constable, white. The Head of the Law Society, white. The Head of the Faculty of Advocates, white. Every Prison Governor, white. And not just Justice, the Chief Medical Officer, white. The Chief Nurse. Okay. So this video was circulating today, and uh, that is Scotland's leader now. Can somebody tell me, just off the top of their head, what the demographic of Scotland has been, typically, white people? I just keep seeing this trend of how, you know, Ireland isn't diverse enough, or Scotland isn't diverse enough, and it's filled with white people. It's like, yeah, yeah historically... It's because white people have lived there for a long time and the ethnicity of those people are Scottish, Irish, English, they're white. But now that's a crime in modern day society. And we are consistently fed this nonsense that we need minorities in every single position of power in the world, that we need to have representation, that we need to have diversity, inclusion, and equity. And we have implemented those policies, and now our country is being destroyed. Now we have sitting U.S. elected officials that are promoting this. Join the revolution. I'm Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and I pledge allegiance to the draft. Yep, there's AOC pledging allegiance to drag queens. Uh, you know, not surprised that the first time I saw her pledge allegiance to something, it was to the LGBTQ community, not the United States of America. But this is the result of the DEI programs that have been installed worldwide. Our societies, our civilizations are crumbling. And again, the shooting that happened today the media's response to it, the fact that we can't even discuss these issues. By the way, again, my rumble link is down below. I don't know if this video is going to last on YouTube, to be quite honest with you. The fact that we can't even discuss real issues in our country or in other countries without being brutally attacked is a problem. We are living in one of the most violent not one of the most violent, but in a, we're living in a very violent time in modern day America, especially for politics. And we are sold the lie that it's the most inclusive, diverse, and equitable time we've ever seen. But again, that is a Trojan horse to bring in the 
destruction of our rights, destruction of our freedoms, and destruction of our ability to push back against a lot of this manufactured outrage, this manufactured ideology, this propaganda, this immoral degeneracy that continues to permeate our culture. That's all I'm going to say for tonight, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. Again, if you come back to this channel tomorrow and you don't see this video here, this show, it's not because I pulled it down. I have never taken a show down off of this channel. They have been removed by force. So if you come here, the show is gone and you don't hear from me for a week, you know what happened. But my Rumble link is in the community section of this channel. My podcast links are down below. You can go to my website where you will be able to find my work. I don't regret saying anything tonight because it was all true. And if I get called a hateful bigot for it, then so be it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. My name is Savannah Hernandez.